baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's 9.30 in 716. Going after the Buffalo Municipal Housing Authority hard. I've said years ago that the BMHA would screw, screw up a two-car funeral. I have given uh, the city, uh, the mayor, and the Buffalo Municipal Housing Authority ample time uh, to come up with a plan. It's been about a year, and there is nothing. So we will take it to a higher authority. I think that uh, the problem is that uh, any authority is removed from accountability. I'm Tim Wenger on 930 and 716, powered by the Brothers of Mercy, a five-star rated skilled nursing residence offering affordable living in a country setting. When Congressman Brian Higgins woke up Tuesday, he headed to the dilapidated Perry Housing Projects, grabbed a camera, and snapped some shocking photos of the conditions at the properties. Those photos are at WBEN.com. Then he headed to the airport for a flight and met with the media to tell them he was going after the BMHA, Buffalo Municipal Housing Authority. For approximately 10 months, I have been working to uh, get the Buffalo Municipal Housing Authority to take some decisive action as it relates to the disgusting, unsanitary and unsafe conditions at uh, the Perry neighborhood. The congressman says he's now taking it to a higher authority. Listen. Uh, people live adjacent to it. Uh, there are cats. There are rats. Uh, the, the building is not properly secured. Uh, these people uh, are good people who are stuck in an awful system. And uh, it cannot be tolerated. Uh, it's creating not only unsafe, unsanitary conditions in the city of Buffalo, uh, but also blighting conditions at a time when the city is revitalizing uh, both the downtown core and the neighborhoods. I don't understand this. Uh, I have met with uh, the BMHA on site uh, with the residents, uh, asking them to move. I've been given assurances that they're going to do something affirmative uh, with the property, and you can see for yourself. Those pictures, by the way, you have in your packet were taken by me this morning. Uh, there's no reason for this, and there's no excuse for it. And uh, the situation at the, uh, at the, uh, the Perry Projects is, is untenable and, and cannot be tolerated. Okay. These pictures, and I noticed, these are in buildings where nobody lives. That's right. You're saying that doesn't matter. Well, no, it doesn't because, uh, you know, they, they live, people live adjacent to them uh, in, in the Perry neighborhood in buildings that are occupied. And nobody should have to live in these, uh, next to these kinds of conditions. This is, this is a public authority that has a responsibility to be transparent and to, to do something affirmative to clean up this situation. These buildings can be rehabbed. Uh, the buildings are all brick. Uh, they're solid buildings. Uh, there's a demand for housing in downtown Buffalo. This site is seven-tenths of a mile from Canal Side downtown and the metro rail system. Do you have any knowledge, though, of plans to perhaps demolish these buildings? You know, because the building's something else. 
people have been talking about demolishing these buildings for 30 years. The people in the Perry neighborhood have been lied to repeatedly. There has been no forward movement. The only reason you should demolish buildings is if they can't be rehabilitated at a reasonable cost. I am telling you that several people who are in the development business have affirmed that these buildings have, quote, good bones and can be rehabilitated. So and why so, don't they? Plans have been floated, right? There are no plans. Don't, don't, They've yeah, been floated for years, yeah, talked but, about yeah, for years. Yeah, but they're just plans that, that have no commitment to, to act behind them. So they're really just, they, they, they're, they're trying to appease people, uh, but over time, if nothing happens, obviously there's a frustration level. Uh, the people in the Perry neighborhood are good people who are stuck in an awful situation. They should not be subjected to living in this the, these unsanitary conditions. What has been the response to the MHA? Because I can't even get a phone call back. Right? Yeah, well, I, the only thing I can tell you is I, I went out to meet with them and the neighbors just to explain to them exactly what I want them to do. And that is simply open up the properties. So the developers, not-for-profit organizations, organizations like People Incorporated, can come in and inspect for themselves uh, the structural integrity of those buildings. Then issue a request for proposals uh, for the redevelopment for both affordable and market rate housing. If, if, if there is a good deal to be had, the money from the sale of those properties should be invested back into the Perry neighborhood where people are living. It's pretty simple. But what are they telling you? They're, they're saying nothing. And, and the lack of a response is unacceptable. And that's why I'm calling on the Inspector General of the United States Department of Housing and Urban Development to commence immediately with an investigation uh, to get to the root of uh, this inaction. After we heard from Higgins, we sent our Matt Moran down to Buffalo City Hall to talk with some lawmakers and see what they would say about what Higgins is calling for and their perspective. Dave Franzik was quick to respond. I've said years ago that the BMHA would screw, screw up a two-car funeral. They, the mismanagement is, is unbelievable on a lot of different levels, and I've uh, brought that to the attention of the Common Council on numerous occasions with, with uh, resolutions and also, also statements as well. I'd say a couple of years ago, I uh, took a walking tour with some of the Perry Project residents through some of the buildings. Uh, one of the buildings was in pretty good shape, but some other buildings were pretty deplorable. Uh, graffiti, hanging light fixtures, uh, unkept, dirty, um, uh, built, you know, quite, a, quite a huge number of vacancies and it, they just seemed, the BMHA seemed uh, incapable of uh, straightening everything out over there. Uh, one of the things that I heard is that they, uh, there was a cuts in maintenance staff, there weren't enough ma maintenance staff. Uh, they eliminated their uh, Housing Authority Police Department that I deplored and said it was a bad idea. They had their own uh, police department. So it's been a, a st slow and steady decline uh, over these many years. And I have voted against the only power the, council, the Common Council has over the Buffalo Municipal Housing Authority is to vote against some of the commissioners when they come for confirmation. I voted against a number of them because I didn't feel confident that they would uh, straighten out that mess. And uh, so here we are vindicated, but it doesn't make uh, conditions better for the uh, people that live there. And so I agree with Council Member, uh, with uh, Con Congressman Higgins, that, uh, uh, you know, there needs to be an investigation. 
So what do you say to these residents? I know right now uh, you've, you said you've, you've gone on tours with them, but for even the residents that live in the Wilkes-Barre projects right near these vacant homes and these building of, of trash and junk, yes, an investigation maybe might be able to change, but for now they've been dealing with this for years. Yeah, I guess that goes under the category, don't be poor in America, because if you are, you're subject to these kinds of uh, indecencies and these kinds of neglect and things of that nature, uh, which is, a, you know, a terrible commentary that, you know, all the millions of dollars poured into this uh, housing complex and you can't make at least rudimentary fundamental conditions of living that are, uh, that are, that are uh, habitable. And, and I think there's no excuse for it. Now, I know Mr. Mr. Brown, Gillian Brown, uh, is a decent guy. Uh, he's an attorney. He's trying to straighten things out. But for years, you've had all this incompetence and and lack of empathy, or you know, just uh, you know, walk a mile in the shoes of people that have to live there. And just walking in that building, you know that there are problems, and you got there's there's not enough hands-on leadership. You need to have hands-on leadership there, and I haven't seen it. So do you? I mean, you even said it earlier that you've been the changing of, of leadership over and over, and nothing seems to get changed. Is it just a, a bad system? Is it is it the people? No, I mean, uh, it might be a bad system. I mean, there must be a better way to have. If you take just people of uh, of a lower income and put them all together, what you want is a. Uh, the BMHA tried a few years ago applying to HUD what they called uh, choice neighborhoods. And that was to, you know, get rid of a lot of the uh, towers at the Perry projects and put in uh, homes that look like they'd be in any neighborhood. And they would have a mix of incomes. And I think that's what Higgins is talking about is having uh, uh, affordable housing along with uh, moderate income housing, along with people of different different income level, not just everybody that's poor living in, you know, in a, in a big brick building. I mean, that kind of thing went out with, you know, after World War II. It should have been obsolete then. So there's got to be a lot of, um, you know, uh, shakeup of this whole system. But in the meantime, you have to provide clean, safe, decent, uh, uh, responsive housing for the people that are there. That's mission number one. If you can't do it, get out of the way and let somebody else do it. But otherwise, uh, you know, you've, you've, got to, you've got to provide what you're mandated to do by HUD and by the, and it's an authority. It's a Buffalo Municipal Housing Authority. It's a state authority created in 1936. So obviously they saw the need for housing since the Great Depression but it's got to be done right. The bigger issue, it seems, are these authorities that dot the state. They oversee such important functions as water, throughways, power, and housing. Well, the, uh, the history of it is that um, the state didn't have the uh, ability to borrow money for things that they wanted to do, so they offloaded the, the debt uh, obligation to authorities. And now there's about 600 of them in the state of New York. Susan and Brian reaching out to Ken Cruley of politicsandstuff.com, who studies this sort of thing. Uh, some are run well, but uh, some, like the, uh, the, the Housing Authority, certainly uh, have major, major problems. You know, why is it that uh, even a year after, not even a year after, a total overhaul, it looked like, with four new commissioners on the Buffalo Municipal Housing Authority, that we're still seeing some of these conditions that were showcased yesterday. I mean, is it just the nature of the authority itself, the way it's set up, that things have a hard time being done? I think that uh, the problem is that uh, any authority is removed from accountability to a certain degree, and uh, this is a, a perfect example of it. Uh, I, I would imagine that if the... Uh, 
the obligations for running the housing uh, in the city of Buffalo were uh, the mayors and the common council, and they're elected by the people, then there'd be a lot more pressure to resolve things. But uh, the, nobody uh, is particularly familiar with members of authorities. They, uh, they operate in, um, in meetings that are not as public all, all the time as, as uh, council meetings and other things. And accountability is lacking, I think, uh, direct uh, involvement by elected officials would help a lot. You know, it's not only the Buffalo Municipal Housing Authority, but you could point some fingers, too, at the Erie County Water Authority. I know right now they're seeking applications for a commissioner, and it even says no qualifications are necessary. I mean, that's hard to believe, isn't it? Yeah, well... <laughs> or is it? It's been, and it's the, it's in the law, and uh, I'm one of the folks who uh, believe that the, the Erie County Water Authority should be rolled into Erie County government, again, for the same reason, so that the county executive and the county legislature can be held responsible for rates and for other things. And uh, the uh, the Water Authority is a, a classic example of, uh, of being not interested in taking care of the, uh, informing people and, and helping them. They're, they've taken some steps recently with uh, some uh, some transparency issues. Uh, hopefully that works out. But really the, the best solution, I think, for them is, uh, is to roll it into the county government. It's a small operation. It could be part of the county government. You know, Ken, when they say no qualifications necessary, you, you have to be part of the club, right? I mean, you have to have the right stripes. It's always been, uh, often county chairman and other other folks like that, uh, and that's been the qualification. And uh, I, the, the, the point, I think, is that we don't really need a board of commissioners anyway. Uh, there's other alternatives that, that would remove them altogether from the picture uh, because in the meantime, what you have is what the law permits, which is that no qualifications are needed. You mentioned rolling this into whether it's the county or maybe the city or wherever these authorities may lie. Has that been done in other areas of the state successfully? Not, not very often, uh, because uh, there's, there's a lot of politics involved in this, and and people are uh, have a vested interest and. The, the action, all authorities are created by special acts of the state legislature. And so uh, you have to convince politicians to, uh, to make a change that affects politicians. And uh, that makes it very difficult to pull, pull something like that off. So it wouldn't be just a local decision. It would have to be maybe a local decision plus a state decision? Yeah, the, it would, the way it, it could properly start, if it ever did, would be that the local government, whether it's the Buffalo City Council, the mayor, or the county legislature and executive for the water authority would ask the state to act but in at the end of the day the state could act all by its own anyway the state legislature could uh, uh, enact legislation uh, it's uh, not uh, not the end of the world as far as uh, the difficulty of legislation it could be pulled off they they're moving very quickly on uh, sports gambling in uh, in Albany these days and uh, and things that are maybe more important in the overall uh, like what we're talking about they're are just sitting on the table someplace. We'll stay on this one, and we're back tomorrow. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. 
Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.